1: my jump man my jump man my jump man yeah. yeah wrestle me man uh,
2: wrestle me my Peter, Wrestle uh, Mimas. Yeah, Wrestle Mimas. Well Why are we done. doing Wrestle Mimas? Oh, because it's Christmas. I thought you were doing Shh, some are, Japanese are, are talk you again. Drunk?
3: <laughs> when we went to Japan, you were obsessed with it. As discussed, <laughs> everyone saying Nanny Mass. Yeah, worth and we saying. We could never figure out what it was. Worth
2: saying one of the matches that we've got coming up. It opens, pretty much, with the commentator. When you click on it, it goes, Eko (laughs) Nanimas! Straight away. Straight away. What is the secret of Nanimas? What is the secret of Nanimas? (laughs) Uh, We're not going to go to Japan today. We are are staying in a different place. Oh. (laughs) That place is (laughs) not quite reality. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's Jeff Hardy's mind.
3: Yeah. Uh, We
2: are going to be talking about... It's all soft in there. Oh, can you imagine it?
3: Can you imagine Jeff Hardy's mind? in this
2: moment. Mm. It's like a soft play area. <laughs> like a big soft play area. The thing is, you see, is when you find out like what he's like off the drugs, he doesn't seem that bright. <laughs> and so on the lot drugs, room. That, that mind is just a squishy mess. <laughs> uh, fans of Jeff Hardy, you will love today's show because mm. we're going to be essentially destroying the reputation of someone who gave a lot to the business. Yeah. Uh, you've never seen any TNA before, have you?
3: No, but I announced it on Challenge for about five years, it felt like. Out. Every night I was TNA's coming up, TNA's coming up, and then I think they lost some kind of license
2: and didn't show it no more. It was back to bullseye. <laughs> uh, it was, it, it, it's, uh, for a long time, the number two organisation after the, the folding of WCW. Yes. But it never really worked. It never really turned a profit. It right. never really got the wrestling fans behind it particularly. They had moments like Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle sort of thing that everyone was like, oh, hey, it's finally taken it's up. It's back. But it would continually be that, and a year later they would be go, you know what, it's actually quite good. And then it would sort of dip again and eight months after that, hey it's fun, they found its feet. Uh, and it didn't and it just guttered down it is still going and it is in one of those periods that's lasted quite a while where people are actually going it's really good right uh, there's some good independent talent there mm. every time I watch it I find it a bit boring <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well th- this um, wrestling E-Mass is quite interesting because we are just sort of watching you know big shows but also little kind of independent stuff and, and you know we're going to and Hall in the future we're going mm. all over the place and it is quite nice to sort of see wrestling done on slightly smaller scales Um this, this looked like a WWE set it looked, like a, WWE, it looked like, a, like a house show kind of like WWE yeah. kind of setup.
2: They always had the problem, which is, I think a lot of people who have succeeded in later years, mm. like PWG and NXT, which is of course owned by WWE, yeah. what they did was they went, do you know what we'll do? We won't take on WWE in terms of presentation. Yeah. You cannot do it. You are mm. just throwing money at it, and it will always look shonky and third rate. Yeah. So the people who were a success just went, well, do you know what? Let's get it back to basics. Let's put it in the ring. Let's have our... In the ring. Yeah. Let's get the best performers from all over the world, stick them there, let's have dream matches and let's appeal to wrestling fans. This is still very much when you see, I think, when you see Impact Now, they're trying to appeal to TV fans who, and not TV fans, TV viewers, that TV viewers will flick across and go, is this WWE? Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll stay there. Yeah. And it, as a result, it always looks a bit crap. Mm. Um, it's WWE sort of just, with the pyrotechnics are not as good, the crowd shots are always much, much smaller. The places are smaller as well. Yeah, just, yeah. it's always, do it's, it, you know what, it's always a really good rule of thumb. If the venue has like fairgrounds in it, it's never <laughs> good. It, weirdly, if it has sort of like the Nashville... Like corp corporation arena, yeah. As soon as you start getting that, you go, "Oh, that's sort of three words that aren't very dynamic." It's yeah, not-
3: it's 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 like um, where a big company would have a Christmas party.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Or, or, or sort five
3: of- or six different companies would have a Christmas party.
2: Yeah, or it's where they have the stampede takes place <laughs> every year for three days. It's the stampede mm. day four, wrestling. It'd be
3: like having it at the Masonic Hall in <laughs> yeah, Holborn.
2: It's exactly like that. <laughs> it's um so TNA it, it's carried on against really all odds over the years. Mm. Um, but this is one of the moments, really, that people look back on. And just as everything seemed to be going really well for TNA, yeah. uh, this happened. Right. And it gave it a bad reputation. It is not really responsible for the problems that TNA had. It just so happens it comes at the time that all of the problems that TNA has, which are to do with money primarily yeah. um, and talent quite a lot, um, they all coalesce and it just has another like terrible, terrible run. Right. Just when it looked like it was going to do all right this match comes along and that's all that anyone ever talks about. Oh, no. Yeah, this is in 2011 at a pay-per-view called Victory Road mm. and it is one of the most famous TNA matches. Entirely all the wrong reasons.
3: Well, weirdly, I'd seen this match about a month ago. I, I watched mm-hmm. it on my own dollar um, <laughs> right. and I was I was fascinated by it. Yeah. I was fascinated
2: by this. It's What I really like about wrestling is that sense of what happens in the ring and what happens outside the ring and sometimes those two things come together mm. and there's no better example of that than this match mm. which is just Jeff Hardy, who is challenging for the TNA Championship from Sting... Is going through some personal issues, and he turns up at the ring in no condition to perform.
3: He was on Somers'
2: mark. He was. They're a bit like Valium. What did I learn about Somers today, Pete? Oh, I don't know. I learned that you don't know when they're going to come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not that I took some. Right. Found myself sitting on the tube, going round <laughs> and round and round. We'll, we'll, and see, round. A- well, we'll see
3: episode two. <laughs> we'll see
2: episode seven. See, <laughs> see if you
3: suddenly get terrible cotton mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, Jeff Hardy. Uh, this point is one of the biggest stars in the business. Mm. So he's best known of course really made his name in WWF yeah. as a member of the Hardy Boys tag team. Um they split up the Hardys in 2002 and they sort of pushed Jeff much harder than they pushed Matt. right We talked about this on WrestleMania. The tragedy about the Hardy brothers is that Matt is the one who loves wrestling and would love to be nothing more than just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and, and spend his life just in the ring. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is very keen on Somers. <laughs> (laughs) and motocross motocross he's awful artwork and his absolutely <laughs> dreadful music um, anyway the problem with that is it's that weird thing like Vince McMahon that passive, passive aggressive thing everybody knows that Jeff is the star yeah. and there's slightly I suppose that devil may care that this doesn't mean that much to me thing that's yeah. really attractive you know like like if you're a girl and there's you know Matt Hardy is there giving you roses and being very respectful and sort of ringing you up and just sort of saying I heard your grandmother wasn't very well mm. and you're just mooning over Jeff Hardy <laughs> sort of like you know looking at a car and just going you can't be bothered me now. <laughs>
1: it's gross
2: so jeff hardy is pushed in the sort of post sort of 2002 period mm. and he wins a lot of the sort of intercontinental belt and he's in the mid card he leaves wwe in april 2003 and he does that for a number of reasons what had happened was he he I think he'd said that he was burned out because WWE he'd been there for a long time and moving up the card you began to sort of have longer matches more frequently he was just getting tired and the way he wrestled seemed to be very punishing yeah I mean at that time people were saying he's going to have a very short career because the way he wrestles you can't do it for a long time Mm. well he's proved people pretty much wrong his career hasn't been punctuated by the inability to wrestle it's been punctuated by the inability not to get get fucked up. Mm. Um, There are, of course, always going to be consequences in that when you're part of a big organisation. What happens in 2003? He says, I'm burned out. Well, there's some other stuff going on behind the scenes as well. They're beginning to find he's a bit erratic. He's turning up in sort of bad condition to perform. Sometimes he's not turning up at all. Yeah. So there is a sense that they allow him to say I'm uh, I, I'm done mm. uh, and, and say yeah he just needs to recover which never fucking happens they no. never just let people go to say yeah go and have a rest we'll, yeah. uh, have your rest out of contract <laughs> you'll be totally fine we'll terminate
3: your contract and you can have your rest <laughs> yeah. you can die you can have your rest
2: <laughs> Hardy goes to TNA mm. and they are that's a really big coup for them you know they've got this guy who is a recognisable WWE superstar and he's very quickly at the top of the cards um, the, the thing about being burnt out was TNA recorded in the same place every week. So they didn't have a load of house shows. They right. didn't go on overseas tours. So mm. the schedule was a lot easier. <clears throat> Someone else who did it at the same sort of time was Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle did legitimately get burned out. He also had substance abuse problems. Yeah. And he also went to TNA. And it was there that he began to get himself righted because you're just performing essentially once a week. Yeah. You're not, you don't have any more than that. Yeah. Um, he's at TNA. That's all great. WWE, they bring him back in uh, 2006. And this time, they stick a rocket on him. And he wins the WWE World Championship on two occasions. And he is really... This is the, the, the prime run of Hardy's career, 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, he... Had some problems during that run. So he gets suspended for 30 days in 2018 for violating the wellness policy. Mm. The wellness policy is something brought in pretty much in the wake of Chris Benoit, yeah. which is just taking it very seriously that when talent are failing drugs tests, they now give them a series of strikes. So Hardy ends up getting two strikes during that run. He actually misses WrestleMania 24. He was uh, slated to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, but he doesn't appear at all. Right. Um, he then has his final... Uh, match in 2009 against CM Punk and again this is a loser leaves WWE one once again he said I need some time off this time he doesn't seem to have any substance abuse problems. He is legitimately just banged up. Being a main eventer in those sorts of matches, you know, at this time you are very, very physical. Mm. Um, so he wants time off to, to fix these nagging injuries. He had a, a neck injury, he also had two herniated discs and he had restless leg syndrome. Mm. So, have you ever had, Red? Do you know anyone no, who's got like, it? it's got a wobbly leg, presumably. It is, but it's usually, you only notice it when you're trying to go to sleep. Yeah, okay. And that's like your leg is keeping you awake. Right, okay. <laughs> I don't know why it happened some kind of nerve damage yeah Yeah. Um, and then Hardy surprisingly and it really was a shock at the time he re-signed with TNA and it was really shocking because he was such a big star he'd been the Mm. WWE champion and it was an amazingly odd career move I think WWE was shocked as anyone the problem is, when he moved to TNA, then everything seemed to unravel quite spectacularly. Is it fair to say that TNA don't have such a stringent, and let's
3: face it, wrestling isn't that stringent
2: when I, it comes to drug policy? I believe that to be the case. <laughs> Once again, it comes down a lot of it to money. And money is, you know, drug testing is not cheap. Not, mm. I mean, I don't suppose many places in the independents are ever going to do drug no. testing. It's just too difficult a thing. The, the 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 problem with the drug testing that WWE has done, and it will be a, a key point when Jeff Hardy returns, is that some people get strikes and other people get strikes. But some people, <laughs> they don't get strikes for strikes, if you see what I mean. Yeah,
3: I get the feeling that uh, drug policies are flexible when it comes to the pumpy, pumpy muscle muscles. Yes,
2: and, and that, less
3: so when it comes to the
2: sleepy, sleepy, look, miss yours. The bigger I'm the star, it. the harder it is to get a strike right. for doing behaviour that would earn you a strike. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he goes back to TNA. He starts making, I mean, there's, if you go on YouTube and watch some of the old Hardy Boys videos where the two of them are just absolutely shit faced. Right. Like in diners. And stuff, and they're just threatening people and slurring. And I watched a video last night where one of Matt Hardy's girlfriends, they are in a garage, clearly off their nuts, and they're just uh, testing out a um, stun gun right. and they're trying to persuade her to let them do it. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. and they're like, you're going to do, do it. And they just zap her. She goes in the foot. It's all like really frightening backwoodsy behavior. <laughs> so Hardy <laughs> is in this position, and the only thing that really brings it to his attention mm. is the fact that his worst successes are suddenly filmed in the main event of yes. TNA's Victory Road 2011. Mm. Um, what did you think of the match? I mean, I mean, you obviously watched it a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was um, fascinating and actually quite impressive yeah. <laughs> the way they
3: managed to rescue it um obviously um he does he was a bad guy at this point wasn't he yes kind of think so yeah. he looks great as a bad guy like his, his his face bent i know it's a bit new metal and stuff but he mm. still looks good and you know the darkness kind of covers a few sins but uh, yeah i just i was um i think he was criticized for being fucked up against matt a guy called matt morgan i'm unfamiliar with his work to be yeah. honest but i watched him um and he looked a lot more mobile this was a shit job. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a
2: really funny one isn't it about mm. about because when people are fucked up, you're often like they're going to be clearly drunk. And with him, it's just something weird. Well, to we've happen. all, I mean, I've had a couple of Valium on a plane. It doesn't make you just all like, f- yeah, like, oh, floppy. He, he does. He, he there's, uh, so he's, he's in the uh, ring against Sting. Mm. Yeah. And Sting at this point is 51 years old. It's is he really? Unbelievable. <laughs> oh my
1: God. Yeah.
2: He was Jeff Hardy's childhood hero. Yes. As yes, well, it, which it, adds, it, a, uh, adds a a <laughs> <the> bitter tang <laughs> to the entire thing unfolding. Um, but uh. he's 51 and he's a sort of living legend mm. that he was at a point between signing with WWE or TNA and he ends up going with TNA. Yeah. And this robs us really of some of the WrestleMania stuff that I think you know we would have had a Sting versus Undertaker match, which it would have been a dream match. Mm. And it didn't happen. He decided to stay with TNA and he became their icon. He was the, the legend that they had. It made him bigger and bigger because they treated him really well. He was the champion and people respected him. Someone holds up a sign that just sort of says, the living legend Steve Borden. Sting. Look at Ixnay on the... (laughs) Look at kayfabe, motherfucker. Don't ruin this shit. Um, But he is is the biggest name star they have in TNA at this point. Hulk Hogan is actually a member of the roster. Right. But by this point, his wrestling career is very, very sporadic. So Sting is, if you like, the biggest name active wrestler. Mm. Um, He he comes into the ring uh, after Jeff Hardy. So you get to watch this Jeff Hardy entrance, which... (laughs) At the time you might have it might have passed you by. When you know that Hardy is wrecked. Yeah. Oh my god, that that opening when the music goes. The
3: dry ice, the music, yep. the camera I, just starts also. listlessly moving around <laughs> to try and find him in the darkness. He's not there. He's not gonna be there for another ten seconds.
2: Oh, no, thirty seconds they spend. <laughs> thirty seconds. Just on the entrance. Just <laughs> waiting. And you can you can <laughs> almost hear the production staff just going Okay, yep, is he Is he? And no, so he, no, just leave it. He's, propped up against the wall. Two more seconds. Right, okay. One more second. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get Hold, hold, hold. <laughs> it's just excruciating. <laughs> it's also playing his own theme tune yeah. that he's singing. And that, oh, that to no. me, sort of says that TNA, they let him get away with a lot of stuff. As a professional sportsman on a television sort of pay-per-view, mm. you can't just go... I oh, rock up. I got a CDR. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think a big of my me and theme my, tune. Me and my body is this the is me, Paroxy Y Gen. <laughs> <laughs> that, That's the name of the band. Uh, um, it takes him forty-five seconds to, to come out. Fifteen yeah. seconds after they've changed the camera angles mm. to a wide, um, out comes Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and it, you just sort of go, oh, what a relief. Yeah. Two seconds of relief, <laughs> and then he starts in this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he does. He just constantly chew. The first thing he that does. That cotton
2: mouth chew. Uh, as he comes out. <laughs> as he comes out, he notices the camera and you can see somewhere deep inside him he goes I have to uh, perform into the camera. And so he sort of walks towards it and he just doesn't take his eyes off it. He's just locked onto it. And he's just walking towards it. And you go, you've got no idea what he's doing. No. He's just coming forward. My dad come back from the pub. He wants to talk
3: about the future
2: with his son. He's also, as he walks down to the ring, he's trying to keep his head very straight. Because... I think again. He's, he's remembered. It's a muscle relaxant. <laughs> when when people are drunk, their heads move, don't they? <laughs> but sober people, very still head. Very still head. <laughs> it's the worst entrance that a major wrestling star has ever made. And
3: it come on. A man went on the ring a
2: couple of years ago. <laughs> WrestleMania, didn't he? The, this is this is just this. This stops being a wrestler, and it's just a man walking. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not reacting to the crowd in any way. There's nothing special about it. It's just a man. That, taking a stroll. <laughs> he, there's some, some guys with signs and he sees the sign and he starts sort of like pulling it.
1: Mm. But what's really weird
2: is that when they cut to the, the ring bit where he's around the ring, the whole thing goes into like a, out of focus. <laughs> and I was think, what has Jeff Hardy taken? That he can wreck the camera equipment. It's so potent. Um, he moves very, very slowly. Yeah. Now, I mean, look, I am not one for... I'm, you know, saying that I don't know what this is like. I, uh, I'm not taking a load of somers and then gone on a pay per view with Sting. Ain't <laughs> anyway, that clear? That is a, a lie and a rumor put around by my enemies. But we've, but we've all tried to style things out before. I, I've, I've wrecked a recording of wrestling by turning <laughs> up pissed. I was really, I didn't really and know I, how pissed
3: I was. And I couldn't do an Eric Bischoff. Everything had. To, <laughs> I mean, I moved my head away from the mic. So I go, Mark, if, this. I'm willing to continue, but this can never go out. <laughs> I, I
2: remember thinking, Pete is being very kind. But <laughs> I, I thought to myself, I think it's a bit of an overreaction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that was still very much the booze talking.
3: <laughs> no, it was... No,
2: it's, it's fine, Pete. It, it would have been...
3: Fine. No, but it would have been... The podcast would have been fine but, fine, but you were not as a bit drunk. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is it. It's fine if, like... If you go, we dr- but we'd have to say Mark
2: has had a drink, <laughs> which you wouldn't but want. But then I, th- I sort of look. It, I think that came at a point where <laughs> I had probably been drinking far less than before, and so the amount I yes, drunk that uh, night yeah. had affected me. You'd been out with the, your accountant. I had, yeah, I that's right. Yeah, he, he was not in a good way. No, um, he, he came all the way up here. I think he thought he was going to come in to see us recording. <laughs> <laughs> <And>, mate, <laughs> I don't need an accountant when we're. At, I need an accountant when I'm, I'm like not working. I don't need that, it when we're actually doing. That, is that
3: why you're under investigation this
2: year? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've n- I haven't actually seen that accountant since. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I've got a new one just in the meantime. Outlets. I don't think I've told him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I mean, you know, the worst thing about poor Jeff Hardy is he's going out and he must know, shit, shit, this yeah. is not good. He goes up a step and he comes off the side of it. Mm. And I think he makes a conscious decision to just go, let's just... Slow it down. Slow everything down. And then we can really work out where we go from
3: like It's like... It doesn't look like he's just had some sleepy tablets, and I think he's drank contact with that because yeah. I just can't help but think that that is because he's just.
2: Terrible, yeah. He's, at everything he is—he is just tanked, isn't mm. he? Who—who? Who, I mean, look, come on. If you—if you've taken a load of somers, you don't just take three Somas, You also have a load of beer because you have to get to a point where you know you've got a pay-per-view match, mm. and you still go. I'll take a handful of Somas. <laughs> yeah. you know, you've, you've got. It, it doesn't. It's not just like it's mm. one tablet that you've taken. Yeah, you know, you've had a bit of fun. well do you? <laughs> but the
3: slowness kind of... Like, Jake the Snake was funny because he was just... He was clearly just pissed. Like, yeah. right? you know, maybe with some cork in there as well. But that was... Uh, but 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 Hardy just... It's,
2: it's an unedifying sight. It really is. But what happens is rather exciting it is so Sting comes out he mm. takes 11 seconds uh, between the start of his music and the entrance <laughs> which suggests that Jeff Hardy leaves it four times longer than he should right? right? PRS is PRS <laughs> he wrote that music he's going to
3: ca- he's going to reap the rewards yep, that's come- on telly mate. that's on that's <laughs> un- challenge
2: think of all the people who have watched this because he's been shit faced <laughs> and he just puts in his PRS statement yes. every year he's going ah, looks like I am the clever one after all uh, Sting well, so- Thomas, please. <laughs> yeah, immediately. So the camera's going back into focus as soon as Sting's there. Right. It's like a, a real sort of force of good, Sting. <laughs> um, and they, they, what you don't really see, but everyone says you can see, is right. that the referee calls his assistant over and yeah. says this but guy this needs to be run upstairs you need to tell can he, someone can you pass a knot <laughs> um it cuts back then to jeff hardy who's in the ring uh, he is chewing like he's thrown <laughs> up in his mouth and he just
3: <laughs> propped up against the uh the, the ring post, just kind of bouncing up and down yeah
2: he does a sort of limpy move as well <laughs> which he obviously sort of thinks this looks arrogant and swaggery, and it just looks like he shat himself it's really <laughs> really unpleasant it? oh man um By the time Sting gets into the ring, he is already talking out the side of his mouth to the referee. Yeah. Um Um, he is really not happy and through this whole thing. if he wasn't wearing face thing. paint, you wouldn't be at Adele. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: this is really, the problem with face paint is, it was invented to make, your and hide. to make your expressions more expressive. Yeah. So he, that if you're going, oh, for
2: fuck's sake, <laughs> you can really see you're going, for fuck's sake. The, the funny thing is, when they do the like the, the actual sort of ring <laughs> announcements, Hardy, apart from a bit where he looks in the camera and sort of goes, <laughs> hello, <laughs> um, he doesn't look massively out of it. You sort of go, oh, okay, is he doing a sort of I'm dark and emo sort yeah. of thing? Um, and he does a sort of bit where he's in the corner and he sort of pushes himself out.
3: I think, yeah, and I thought, that's a flashpoint. He sort of flips himself out of a thing. I went, fair play. Yep. That could have gone it's It could have done. And you suddenly go, okay, is he back in the room?
2: Yeah. No, he's not back in the <laughs> ring.
3: Has he gone uh, like Mancuran Candidate style? Just go, I'm, back, I'm I'm in the ring. I've got a fight. What a performance! <laughs> I've heard the so bell go. Yeah.
2: I am like the short-lived character Festus, who <laughs> would uh, be entirely silent until the bell rang. At which point he'd become a monster. Right, and then if they could manage to ring the bell during the match, he would stop, and I then they could I've, pin him. <laughs> haven't
3: I seen a Festus
2: match? I've seen a Festus match. I've never seen a Sting match.
3: Isn't that terrible?
2: <laughs> this is arse backwards. Um, and so. Suddenly, uh, the music hits and out comes Eric Bischoff. Mm. Uh, Eric Bischoff, I, always... I could not be more impressed with his performance. He here. is brilliant in this bit, and this—it's really worth saying. There was no plan mm. for this until basically Hardy has gone to the ring. Yeah. So, um, years later, Eric Bischoff did a thing on WWE's network, a show called WWE 24, where he talks about this. And he said, um, he was working backstage. He said, Hardy's music played and there was no Jeff. Hardy's music's playing, there's still no Jeff. And at that point, I started getting a little bit concerned. And I remember looking over to my left and I saw people literally helping Jeff into the backstage area. Mm. Against my better judgment, I let Jeff walk by me and I watched him go to the ring and I knew... I just knew it wasn't going to work. It really wasn't my call. I just took it upon myself and I called it. Mm. And on the way out to the ring, I thought, I'm either going to help this guy out of the ring or I'm going to knock him out. Mm. So Bischoff comes out. Big talk with a man who's, who's <laughs> completely tranquilized. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to knock him spark out. Have you seen him? <laughs> he he comes you'd out. you get three punches in before he noticed you'd done it. The, the funniest thing about it is what <laughs> he doesn't put in there is he must have, he sort of makes it sound like I, I was just like... You know, I'm not. Even, I, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm straight out there. Yeah. He obviously had a bit of time to turn and go. Mate, have you got my music queued up? <laughs> yes. I, I will need my music. What are you doing? Uh, I'm not doing anything, but yeah. I just need you to How play my music out.
3: How did they get the title? Out. How did they get the title? Like you know, unless he was all the yeah. There's there's a certain amount. Now this is all apparently one of it, was the, the... it was the wrong music though. That's what I had. It was, <laughs> was, it? It, was his, it was him as a solo performer. Kind of was God. he part of something else at that time? I've no idea. Uh, he but could I, well I, have been. Yeah. I read, for, I read on
2: a forum. that It, yeah. was, it
3: was the wrong music. <laughs>
2: right. I mean, that's I was the, like, oh, that's very important. That, that would be so good if the bloke who did that, they just they fired the next day. <laughs> 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 Dude, you idiot. That was, there were a lot of bad things that happened last night, but you getting. My old theme, uh, ro- uh, I mean, it's just unacceptable. Are you Gary. on Somers as well? Yes. <laughs>
3: Everyone, We're all on Somers. It's, it's wrestling.
2: We're going to be on Somers. <laughs> yeah. Bare minimum. Best man, one Somer. <laughs> he comes out and he just does a great bit of ad-libbing. Mm. Now, Sting in this is basically he's got his hand on his hips. And you know what he's thinking as well? He's just thinking, what the shitting hell is this fucking company? You know, what's going on? <laughs> And Bischoff comes out and he, it's great because he does this thing which doesn't really make any sense. And yet yeah, yeah. he delivers it like convincingly enough mm. that you don't question it. So he comes out and he just goes, now as you know the network got involved in our business. No idea what this means. <laughs> no. And he just puts his hand out to Jeff Hardy like to give him a handshake mm. and Jeff Hardy puts his hand out and Bischoff grabs it and leans in and he talks to him furiously for about five <laughs> seconds. Now Hardy's face shows no flicker of recognition as to what he's saying, it he doesn't give the game away. Somers. <laughs> it's the one time. Somers. It's the one time where you actually go, "Thank God he was on Somers." Yeah. Because had he sort of gone, "No, no, no," you'd no, be like, "Something's <laughs> going on." He just sort of hears it. He just goes. Mm. Magic. I'm in trouble. <laughs> he
3: then...
0: Uh, said six... I wish I was doing
2: motocross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i uh, got a great
2: idea for a song about... Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you stupid fucking bastard. <laughs> Why don't we turn do this in a ladder match? Shut up. He then turns to Sting and says, right, well, we're going to make this a no-DQ match. My and I was right. thinking... That is not a good idea because that's taking away one of the ways you could end this. Yes. You could you could hit Sting with a chair and you go fine. You've you've literally taken away that <laughs> lifeline. What? Um. So what was the match before? Uh-huh. Like what was the match before? Like uh, some disqualifications? No. Uh, yeah. Well, y- exactly. Yeah. It was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be Hardy winning that belt. Right. Um, so Sting, the belt he's holding. This, and is I,
3: the, this is the main event, by
2: the way. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. The main event of yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. I I have a feeling <laughs> that uh the belt. Sting is holding is, is one that Hardy had right so I have a feeling that Jeff Hardy would have been going over I might be wrong about that my mm. TNA knowledge is not as good as my you know everything else it's just one that I find hard to follow mm. and uh, the the belt that Sting is holding is sort of one designed by Jeff Hardy right so presumably he was he was going to go over I think Sting also at this point he l- loses it a few months later so it would seem to make sense that yeah. Hardy would be put back in that position as the younger more capable performer um, in speech marks um, <laughs> I mean, you said that you're not across that TNM market. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> one one watching of
3: one match of TNA. I think there's a lot in this for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I totally agree.
2: Um, <laughs> you, you can't spell Patreon without TNA. <laughs> Petanian. <laughs> so um, Bishop then goes over to Sting, having said this is going to be a no DQ thing, and he does the same thing. He has six seconds of furious chat, right, r- as quickly as he can. Mm. And to, to I think I think what the gist of what he said is. This has got to end as quickly as possible. And I think he said, I want you to do a stinger splash and I want you to do your, your Scorpion death drop yeah. and it's over. Okay. And oddly, had they done it like a big shock win, then it would have been it would have been booed. But mm. I think it would have been a little bit cleaner. What happens is Jeff Hardy sort of goes, I, I, I might have heard what Eric has said. I think there's another way of doing it. <laughs> so a hits Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff rolls and Jeff Hardy somehow has managed to get right next to Eric Bischoff. So as he falls, Jeff Hardy looks down at him and as Jeff, uh, as Eric Bischoff begins rolling out the ring, Jeff Hardy walks back with him at exactly the same time. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't mean like to do like it. Like he's
3: trying to get Bischoff off his feet. But yes. like
2: he's, he's just so like, there's a Bischoff Like it's a game and they've got to be in contact. And if they come <laughs> apart, then, you, you don't know, get them in the car. That's exactly the sort of thing you think when you're absolutely mashed, isn't it? Where you just go, I can't let go of this. Because if I let go of this, everyone I love will die. <laughs> he's just doing it with Eric Bischoff's rolling body. Um... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, Bischoff is uh, what. It's a bold move here mm. because had they not said anything, God knows what would have That's occurred what Sting here. would have done to him B- because when Eric Bischoff does say do this mm. to Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy still fucking doesn't. <laughs> so the bell goes. Uh, Jeff Hardy makes a big thing about taking off a T-shirt. When he takes it off, oh, Eric Bischoff yes. comes in. He takes it off like it's sticky. He's uh, uh, really fucked. You know, <laughs> off it comes. And he starts doing a thing about throwing it in the crowd, but not throwing it in the crowd. And that takes about five minutes. Yeah, it does. He takes just, a long time. He throws it, but he doesn't do it far enough that the crowd will like, is he? No. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's just too going, slow. Mm, <laughs> uh, over here. <laughs> Over. And he does it too much. And you see Sting just going, This fucking like this absolute tit bag. (laughs) The t-shirt thing really fucks him off. Really fucks him (laughs) off. They finally lock up. And in the the the, the lock-up is the one thing that Jeff Hardy actually does in the entire match. Yeah. The lock up. Uh, Jeff Hardy manages to cut Sting's neck with his fingernails. So Sting is just like, fuck this shit. He gives him a kick, he gives him two punches, and then he does this scorpion death drop. Mm. He pins Sting. The referee, unhelpfully, doesn't give a fast count. <laughs> he does exactly the right one, but he does count when Jeff Hardy fucking kicks out at two! Oh, no! Jeff, you twat! So it's 45 seconds. It's the longest 45 seconds I think you'll ever watch in your life. When it comes back to Jeff Hardy, he's on the floor and he's looking a bit like, oh, I can't believe I lost. <laughs> right? Oh, so now you're doing the sort of funny wrestling. Now you're doing it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Sting stands there. He cannot take his eyes off Jeff Hardy. Just absolutely staring at him. And Sting years later would say, I wasn't angry with him. I was just so disappointed. I yeah. was so disappointed. As he walks back, and this is not on the clip that's on, on uh, YouTube that we were watching, but the crowd did begin chanting, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, right. And Sting turns round and he just started going, I agree.
3: Yeah, yeah, I saw that
2: one. I, I agree. Maybe on- <laughs> um, the, the show ended much too early. So they had a six-minute highlight package at the end to try and pad it out a right, bit. Okay. Um, this led to Jeff Hardy obviously being sent home from TNA. They said you need to sort it out. He returned about five months later. And the the question's always been about this is... Did TNA know the condition that Jeff Hardy was in before he went to the ring? Well, and Bischoff literally just said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bischoff in his story sort of says, "Oh, I saw I was standing there. There's no Jeff Hardy, and then I see him coming into the backstage area, and he's already out. Oh, oh right, yeah. I, I barely even saw him. You know, I didn't even get a chance. Oh, the fast moving. Yeah, but I mean, I mean the reality, the reality is, uh, I mean that gave them a reputation because you were like you're putting out a man who is in this condition with a history of substance abuse. You are putting him out there in no condition to perform. You have no respect for Sting. You have no respect for your people who have bought your pay-per-view you have no respect for your audience something should have been done Um, there was a a big thing of course if if the main event that was advertised hadn't taken place then presumably everyone in the audience could have asked for a refund even though it's professional wrestling card subject to change it is the main event Mm. and so there was a sense that everyone had been hoodwinked because they just felt like oh well let's just hope it all comes together when they must have known it it wasn't going to happen people had said he'd been walking around before the show um, but that doesn't seem to necessarily bear fruit they do say that Soma's as I say come on quickly mm. so you can never judge when they're going to come on but it seems amazing that they come on 45 seconds before his music starts yeah you know that, yeah. that just seems incredibly <clears throat> unlucky timing um, Jeff Hardy uh, would end up going back to WWE uh, uh, returning at Wrestlemania And he, since then, has been in a slightly odd position. So, in April, he he injured himself this year. And since then, he's been done for public intoxication, and he's had two DUIs.
1: Mm.
2: Now, those DUIs should have counted as strikes. And the old strikes that he had carry over. So you don't get a clean slate when you mm. leave the WWE. So by rights, he should have been fired from the WWE and they shouldn't have been able to re-sign him for another year. Right. But that hasn't happened. It's probably a good thing. Jeff Hardy is a, a clearly a complex and tricky guy to deal with. But he is a big w w e star he's a former w w e world champion I know that that's not a, 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 a like if you like a, a legitimate sporting title, but he is one of the guys who was the main guy for w w e and i think there is a sense with him that they are going to you know pretty much put him through as much rehab as he needs in an attempt to get him to a place where he's where he's better i don't mm-hmm. think they want to get rid of him and cut ties with him because I think they think that's probably the worst thing for him. So it's probably the worst thing for Veranda as well because people know his troubles
3: and people know what situation he's in. A-
2: absolutely, yeah. He's, um, he, he apparently has been... Um, in, in October, the WWE did ask him to seek out treatment. And they said that Hardy has apparently taken that advice and has been aggressively trying to get himself better. So let's hope that there's no sort mm. of... You know, it, it, he is one of those guys who, who again and again and again, the problems that he has with his personal life, I think he's also had a bit of a spat with his brother over Twitter and through their wives uh, about the condition he's in. So it seems like a, a, a very sort of... You, you hope this is going to have the happy ending that he really deserves. Um, but as I say, it's one of those rarest matters where you get to see someone who turns up in the ring in a condition where they are not fit to perform. Mm. Um, More recently, uh, this has happened on a house show where a wrestler called Alicia Fox in WWE, she turned up apparently uh, in no condition to perform. Arn Anderson, who was the the chap in charge of that house show, Vince McMahon doesn't do the house shows, it's given to the agents, and Arn Anderson has actually let go uh, because she was really? uh, in no condition to perform, yeah. Ah. So I don't know if she's still with the company. I think she's sort of hanging on, but they uh, cut ties By with her un- Yes, yeah, That's so he, he to take like the gone. bullet. Um Jeff Hardy just talked about this. He's talked about it a few times on podcasts. Um, he said, 2011 uh, with Sting, I was taking somers and I went out there fucked up, and man, I couldn't even wrestle. For the first time in my life, I went too far. I couldn't wrestle my idol, basically. And he had to do the right thing, Sting, and shut me down and pin me. He said it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me to straighten my ass up. He watched the match back and he was horrified. Mm. And for a while, that really, really worked for him. He had some of the best years of his career outside of WWE in 2009. Oh. So... That's the story of Victory Road 2011.
3: Well, I hope everyone comes out of it okay. (laughs) That's as
2: much as you can hope for in wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. I I hope they manage to live to be 52. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Oh, we'll be back next time.
2: I've been enjoying these shows, to be honest. Yeah. Little bite-sized chunkers. There is something enjoyable about watching matches that are fascinating. Mm. And I think, like, you know, it's just... I, I could do it forever yeah i'd also like to do all of greg valentine's matches because <laughs> he's he's so boring i don't want to look at his face <laughs> the it's squished i pink, think pink calling boy. it a face is being very kind
3: hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Wrestle-y-mark>.
2: <laughs>